0: Well, good evening it's bible baptist church in kingsport tennessee it's our sunday night service we're glad you're here um i want you to make sure you listen today and I a couple things one of my biggest announcements is the ladies are starting up their um ladies meeting this thursday it's a bible study and refreshment, 6 p.m my wife will be teaching and they're going to start a bible study if you could come to that ladies you you will really have a good time make sure you invite someone to come again that's this thursday at 6 p.m Tonight's message is entitled this, If you can't walk, at least watch. If you can't walk, at least watch. I'm gonna kind of give a personal application at the very end of what this means to me. And God gave me this message and it's a very interesting message. If you could, turn in your Bible to the book of John, chapter five, and we're gonna read the first nine verses. I'll give you a little bit of time to do that. John chapter five, verses one through nine. I appreciate your prayers. Um, As you're turning to that, I wanna tell you where I am with this. Looks like my surgery will be this Friday and um, I will not be back in the pulpit until October 4th on the online services in the, in the evening and then uh, October 25th I'll be coming back and I'll be speaking Sunday morning. That'll be our homecoming service. I've got people lined up. I want to encourage you to be faithful. shouldn't be in, in faithful just with a preacher. You should be faithful with the, with the church and I'm thankful for the men that God has given us. We have a missionary speaking one Sunday, Brother Bishop, and got some other men in our church that will be able to carry the uh, the banner with this Lord. Just make sure you come. I know that you won't you won't regret being in the Lord's house. Be faithful. Um, the Bible talks about being faithful. And we've I've actually just preached a message about that. So let's look at our Bible and look go to John chapter five, and we're going to read the first nine verses. If you can't walk, at least watch. John chapter 5, verse 1 says this. It says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, or blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had a certain man was there and which had an infirmity thirty and eight years when jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case he saith unto him wilt thou be made whole question mark verse number six the evident man um answered him sir i have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool but while i am coming another steppeth down before me jesus saith to him rise take up thy bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked and on the same day was the sabbath let's pray lord thank you so much for this day what i think of this message if you can't walk at least watch lord as we read these stories in the bible May we understand what you want us to get from them. We read this story. A man's been there for 38 years. He's been sick for 38 years. But all it took for one time was for Jesus to walk by. May we walk. And if we can't walk, Lord, may we definitely at least watch what's going on. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. another verse in the bible that you all know isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 it says this but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint when i was thinking about this god does not want to he wants us to have strength and our strength is found in him and god will renew that strength but then the other side of it we got to make sure that we understand that god does not want us to faint it talks about running and it talks about walking and as we're as we're looking at this portion of scripture, I want you to really hone in on that statement. If you can't walk, at least watch. There are things going on all all across the nation, across the world right now that we can sit back and we can watch. And we might not want to walk through it, but we can watch. We can learn from it because we learn things from watching. That's what we do. And so Jesus is talking to his disciples here, and well, and he's with his disciples, and the disciples are here, and they come up to this this place in Bethesda in the hebrew tongue it's called bethesda having five porches it's a pool of bethesda is what people talk about so i'm going to give you three points this this evening and i want you to just put these into your life and they've meant a lot to me and and i want you to see this and like i said the last illustration i'll be is a personal illustration of what i'm going through because this has really helped me number one if you can't walk at least watch and enjoy the blessings if you can't walk, at least watch and enjoy the blessings. John chapter 5 verses 1 through 9 talks about all these things. The pool of the Thessalonians, what happened? The angel would come down. It would stir the waters. And the first one to get into that water at that particular time would be the one that would be healed. And I can't imagine understanding this to put it in perspective. This man has been sick for 38 years. Look at this. It says in verse number 5, And a certain... And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30, 30 and eight years. And then I find it very interesting that Jesus asked him this question. It says, wilt thou be made whole? Out of all the people there, there were people that were mobile. A blind person's mobile. Their problem is they can't see the water. They could hear the water, but they're they're, they're mobile. This man was not mobile. He was probably one of the few that could not do anything. But I wanna go back to what I said. If you can't walk, at least watch and enjoy the blessings. Can you imagine the stories this man could tell after 38 years? Oh, sure, there'd be frustration with it. I can't do this, I can't do this. He'd see the water stirred, but yet he couldn't get into it. He didn't have someone that could sit there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to just slide him in the water when it happened. Sure, he's seen the water stirred and he's seen lives change because of it. He, And that's what kept him there. That's what kept him there, that maybe by chance he would be the one that would be there. You know, why, why would you sit there all this time and, and go, well, I'm just going to take a chance when you know down deep? Because look what it says. He, Jesus says something to him about that. And it says, "Wilt thou be made whole? And watch the guy's response. He says, I have no man that, when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. Many people want to be blessed, and I can't imagine the frustration as he's trying to get down. He sees it. He tries to get down. About the time he steps in the water, somebody jumps right in front of him. There are other people there. It says many people were there. Go back. It says in verse number three, and these lay, and these lay a great multitude of imminent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. They all had the same aspect of this. He was there because that was his last chance. And you can you imagine the blessings that he must have seen through other people? And sure, yeah, go back to it. He knew the answer, but he couldn't participate. He knew what he needed, but he couldn't do it. Still didn't mean that he could not see the blessings of it. Sometimes we get so frustrated in our own world of what we're going through that we don't see the blessings. And I'm not taken away from this. I can't imagine sitting there 38 years. That would be like, if so you understand this, put this in the right perspective, that would be like you being sick since 1982 and not being able to do anything. That's a long time I graduated high school, in 1984. I can't imagine being sick two years before my high school, got out and still being sick and not being able to, and then seeing people go through this and get what they need to get. It just amazes me it amazes me but you think about the blessings i i, I can't imagine the 38 years him sitting back and going i remember when tom stepped in the water and now he can walk i remember when um johnny stepped in the water and now his hand is okay i can remember da da da." and i mean just the blessing after blessing and that's what propelled him to stay where he was but lo and behold all it took was jesus jesus all of a sudden shows up and He says this, this, what we just said, Jesus asked him in verse number six, "Wilt thou be made whole? The man says, sir, I have no man, the water's troubled, to put me to the pool, but while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus always has the answer to your questions. But he also wants to make sure that we have the right spirit. If you can't walk, at least watch and enjoy the blessings. Verse number eight, Jesus said unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. When I think about this story, I don't think that the guy just sat there and go, okay. What do you think he means that? Another 38 years? Well, maybe another year I could do that. Maybe I, no, what's the Bible saying? Verse number nine. And what's the next word? Read your Bible and tell me what the next word is. Immediately. And immediately man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Of course, they're going to go after him beginning on the Sabbath. That's what they always did, the Jews go after Jesus. But you know what, for the man to walk on a Sabbath, that was just like walking on any other day. So he walks on the Sabbath, he gets to go home. And praise the Lord, everything is back to normal. But you know, can you imagine the stories he could tell of what happened during those 38 years? 38 years, long time. But I wanna go back and tell you, if you can't walk, at least watch and enjoy the blessings. What kept him there were the people being blessed. And he knew that that was the answer to what he needed, but he didn't realize it when Jesus walked up and asked him that one simple question and he gave the answer that Jesus already knew. And Jesus says, listen, take up your bed and rise and walk again. And as he walks, praise the Lord. He could probably remember all the blessings of what's going on. He knew what he needed, but he could not participate until jesus walked by but they that wait upon the lord that's exactly what it shall renew their strength that's what exactly what happened they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary isn't this that isn't this life verse of this man and they shall walk and not faint no longer was he sitting there relying on somebody that wasn't there jesus fixed his problems if you can't walk at least watch and enjoy the blessings number two if you can't walk, at least watch and learn about being blessed. Sometimes we miss things that are right in front of us. And there's story after story after story. And I just want to point out real real quick three stories that are found in the Bible, two that are found in Daniel, and one that's found in First Samuel. We all know the stories. But as, as I was thinking about this, if you can't walk, at least watch and learn about, about being blessed. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in chapter 3 of Daniel. The story of Daniel in the lion's den in chapter 6. What can we learn from that? Well, there were three Hebrew boys thrown in a furnace. There was one Hebrew boy that was stoned in a lion's den. How did they respond? What happened to them? How did this happen? How did they get through it? What happened to them? It's very interesting when you when you study these stories out because we look at it in the perspective of everybody else look. Like, well, these three guys, they went in and they stood with no one The last time I checked that statement, if you can't walk, at least watch and learn about being blessed. Last time I checked, there were more than just four Hebrew boys that were taken into captivity. There were many more than that. And can you imagine as you're looking at this and Nebuchadnezzar does all this stuff and you're going to, you're going to bow down. You're going to bow down when it happens and. Can you imagine as you're one of the the, the um, Hebrew boys and you're not the one um, with Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you're one of the other ones and you're watching this thing all take place and all of a sudden they bring everybody in, it's a big regale and they, they bring them in and they're all standing there and all of a sudden when the music starts, you're supposed to bow down. Well, the Hebrew boys all knew what they were doing and when that music played, they didn't bow and can you imagine everybody else bowed down they look up and they'd see out this whole group of people there's three people probably i don't know maybe they were in the middle i picture them in my mind in the middle of the whole thing and everybody's looking like oh no Shadrach, Misha, could be here. must not have understood what's going on and so they they look back up and and sure enough they play the music again and they bow down they look up and there they're again you know if you can't walk at least at least watch and learn about being blessed. So what happens is those three people are brought up in front of the king and the king looks at them and says, listen, you're supposed to bow. Did you not understand? And I love their statement. If you you, you can read it in Daniel chapter three, but they say basically, no matter what, we're not gonna bow down to you, whether we live or whether we die, we're not gonna bow down. And so they throw him in the fiery furnace. And yet the king goes to the side, looks in, and he, he says, listen, did we not throw three in? But there's four in there. Jesus and Christ Jesus Christ himself is walking through there. I'm going to come back to that story in just a second. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6, Daniel is sitting there, and um, as he, he looks at this, he says, listen, I'm I'm going to pray like I've always prayed before. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. They 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 make a decree and the the king throws them into the lion's den. We all know the story. The king comes back the next day, which he never did, brings him back out. Got another story in the Bible. Then you got David and Goliath. David just going there to give his brother some food, and he sees this giant. He has a couple people mad at him. His brothers are definitely mad at him. He, he hears what Goliath says and he says, Listen, this is not my battle. This is God's battle. He's got King Saul that doesn't think he can do it. He's got his brothers that don't think he can do it. And he's got the giant that he's going to have to face if he does this. To their demise, he goes and does this and he battles him. And it says that, 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 that. Um, Goliath had a shield bearer. He wasn't even playing fair with a little teenager and all David had was a slingshot. He takes that slingshot and it says that David runs towards him and throws it at the giant, hits him in the forehead and, and somewhere the shield bearer flees and he's sitting there and he realizes at the last minute that he doesn't even have a sword to cut to, to kill him. So he has to take Goliath's own sword and cut his head off. And what all three of these do they have in common? Well, there were people who were watching him all these. Go back to Daniel 3 and Daniel 6. There are more than four Hebrew boys that were taken. There were many Hebrew boys. They were raised up and they wanted them to take the way that they were supposed to go and they were supposed to go to a different God. They were supposed to serve a different God and these four didn't do it. Let me ask you the whole story of these two and Goliath. How do you think it ended when it was all over? There were many people that watched them. There were many people that, many men that were that were um, with Goliath, David and Goliath, there were many mighty men that saw this, and definitely bigger stature when it came to their bodies as they were formed as, as soldiers, but that were scared of Goliath. And they saw David, a young boy, that was just willing to do what God wanted him to do. My point to this is this. People are watching you people are watching what you go through and when you go through it you might be the one walking through that that fiery furnace or walking through the lion's den or running towards the giant but while you're doing that there are people watching you to see how it turns out stories in the bible i mean these are just three stories i could pick but story after story after story you know people see things if you can't walk at least watch and learn about being blessed there were other hebrew boys that sat back and go i you know i probably shouldn't have bowed down i know it's the right thing not to bow down but i did it because everybody else was doing it do you not think at the very end of those three stories people's hearts might have been changed if you can't walk at least watch there were people's lives that probably changed with Daniel Daniel in the lion's den. People's lives that were changed when, um, when um, David fought Goliath. People see God in us. We need to make sure we stand. And when we walk through those fiery storms and we walk through the lion's den and we walk through a giant, make sure we understand that people are sitting there watching us and our faith should strengthen them. See what I'm saying? The first one, if you can't walk, at least watch and enjoy the blessings. It's Number two, if you can't walk, at least watch and learn about being blessed. I, I, there's story after story in the Bible. I was, I was thinking about this one, another story that I'm not going to really talk about that much, but the story of Saul walking on the road to Damascus. And I always think about this, the guys that heard God's voice I wonder what they thought. They didn't see God. They heard God. There's no way that could have ever have gotten out of their ears with that. I heard God talk to Saul. Man, people are watching us all the time. Let's make sure in 2020, with everything going on, that if we can't walk, at least we're going to watch God do something wonderful. So another one says this. Point number one is if you can't walk, at least watch and enjoy the blessings. Number two, if you can't walk, at least watch and learn about being blessed. And number three, and finally, is this. If you can't walk, at least watch so you'll be prepared when it's your time to be blessed. We learn by watching. So when it's our time to walk, we are ready. We so often want to do it on our own strength. Go back to the verse that I read. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord. We've got to wait for God to renew our strength. If we try to do it ourselves, we can't. We try to figure things out. We try to do this, do that, do this, do that. And and we see people walking through faith and we go, how in the world? We um, we, We see all these people going on and we don't understand everything, but God knows what he's doing. But then it says this. It says that he'll renew our strength. He will mount us up with wings as eagles. He'll make us be able to fly. And some, he's going to have run, and some, he's going to have walk. But don't, don't. if you're a walker, don't get mad at someone that's a runner. If you're a runner, don't get, don't get frustrated at a walker. God uses both types of people. If you can't walk, at least watch so you will be prepared when it's your time to be blessed. Let's just be patient. I want you to look at one more story in the Bible. I'll give you a second to go to it. Turn your Bibles. If you, if you don't have your Bibles out, get those out. Maybe it's on your phone. And I want you to look and turn to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to look at about 11 verses. And this is a story everybody knows. But I want you to think about it in a different perspective. i preached out of this, out of this portion of Scripture many different times. But I want you to go to verse number 22 in Matthew chapter 14. We learn by watching, so when it's our time to walk, we are ready. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 says this, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them walking on the sea, the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer it is I and be not afraid. And Jesus answered him and said, Lord, if that if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come, and when Peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the winds boisterous he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, therefore didst thou, didst thou doubt? Verse number thirty-two. And then when, when they were coming to the ship, the the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. You know, when you look at this portion of Scripture, and we've all we all know this story. This is Jesus walking, uh, Peter walking on the water. But look at verse number twenty-two. Let's set up some guidelines for this. We learn by watching, so when it's our time to walk, we are ready. Point number one was this, if you can't walk, at least watch and enjoy the blessing. If you can't walk, at least watch and learn about being blessed. And number three is this, if you can't walk, at least watch so you will be prepared when it's your time to be blessed. you got to look at verse number 22 and understand this is the key point to this story. Verse number 22, who sent them to the water? Who told them where to go? And were they right in the center of God's will? Well, who sent them was Jesus. Jesus told them go there. And yes, they were right in the center of God's will. In the midst of a storm, they were where they needed to be. He was going to see if they could walk. Or he wanted to see if they'd watch. Verse number 20, 22 says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him on the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Jesus had something to do. He wanted to go pray and be by himself. He sent his disciples away, knowing full well where they were going to go. Well, I want to give you some insight on this and as we read this story i hope you put it into perspective of it and because in verse number 28 i don't think i don't think peter was the kind of person that would say well let's just see how this goes out and here's what politicians do let's see how it pulls before we make a decision on it now doing what's right and doing what god wants is you do it on god's time it's not what other people think i want to tell you there's some disciples in this boat that were looking around why when um and peter answered in verse number 28 and said lord if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water why didn't some other disciple at this point say bid us all to come out lord no their safety was not in jesus their safety was in the boat they were sitting in and they were scared to death where they were at i want to point out some three three things about this when you look at it number one through the eyes of jesus Put in perspective let's pretend just for a second that you're the man on the water and you're the one that's going to heal these people you're the ones that they're you're trying to train and you look at the boat and look what it says it says and in the fourth watch of the night jesus went into them walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea so all the disciples are looking at him they were troubled saying it is of the spirit and they cried out for fear now they're scared to death of this guy walking on because most of them are avid fishermen they know what it is to be on on the water and they're looking at it and saying man there's this this is not right this is not the norm there's somebody walking on the water they it must be a spirit and they cried out for fear in verse number 27 but straightway jesus spake to them saying he knew exactly who they were being be of good cheer it is i be not afraid and they knew by his voice who it was he says listen don't be afraid so in jesus eyes he saw all their eyes i can almost picture this picture if you will a boat going through some turmoil and and they're they're scared to death they're they're gonna die and it's it's casting and dropping and going up and dropping and going up and dropping and all of a sudden they see a guy walk on the water and they think it's a spirit they don't even think it's a person jesus says listen it's me be not afraid From Jesus's perspective looking at them he is looking and he sees all the disciples and they're probably all I don't think there's other disciples looking the other way I think they're all lined up on this boat and they're looking right at Jesus so Jesus sees all their eyes through Jesus's eyes he said listen don't be afraid everything's gonna be okay I wonder what they thought Hmm. but he saw all their eyes they're not all willing to walk but they're all willing to watch now let's look through the eyes of Peter picture if you will now flip it and now you're in the boat and there's other people lined up and they're all looking at Jesus what I like about Peter is he's not looking at the disciples and going hey what do you want to do hey what do you want to do what what about us going out there you you want to go out there with me you want to go out there with me now what in Peter's eyes all he saw was Jesus' eyes. Listen, when God tells you to do something, he tells you to walk, you better walk. And that's exactly what Peter's about ready to do. Peter's perspective was his eyes were focused totally on what where Jesus was. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but picture yourself in a boat again. Before you picture yourself outside the boat, looking in, you see all the disciples lined up. Now you're one of the disciples. You're looking out, you see the, you see the storm's still there. And you're up and down, up and down, up and down, and, and you're looking out. And let's say you're here. You are looking out, and you're seeing the one that's going to help you through this whole thing. Through the eyes of Peter, all he saw was Jesus' eyes, and that's all he needed to do the walk now let's look at again through another person's eyes let's look at through the disciples eyes now you're again in the boat and jesus is saying listen you think it's a you think it's a spirit you're scared and he says listen be not afraid it's me everything's okay now you're looking and you're seeing jesus's eyes and then you hear peter talk and he says something to to god to jesus and he says listen bid me to come out there if it's your you look what exact words Lord, if it be Thou, bid me come unto Thee. On the water, and He said, "Come." And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, the perspective that you see, if you're a disciple sitting on that boat, put yourself in their 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 position. All they can see is a their Savior out there saying, "Peter, it's okay if you come." And all they can see is Jesus' eyes in the back. Peter's head and yes Peter's going up and down because he's walking on top of the water it's a storm it's a storm that's brewing and they know that but when you look at all their different perspectives of what they see Jesus sees all the disciples they all have the potential Peter sees Jesus' eyes and the disciples when Peter's walking on the water all they see is Jesus eyes in the back of Peter's head can I say this to you when you're going through something If he can't walk through it, at least watch and enjoy the blessings, number two, and and learn about being blessed. But point number three is this, watch so when you'll be prepared when it's your time to be blessed, when it's your turn to walk. You know, I was thinking about this through the eyes of Jesus, through the eyes of Peter, through the eyes of the disciples, but I always go back to one disciple when I'm in the boat. I, I don't think of Some, I don't think of Andrew, I I don't think of um, James. I always think of John. John specifically, John loved the Lord. And all he saw was Jesus' eyes in the back of Peter's head. Sure, Jesus saw Peter fail, but listen to this statement. But Jesus saw all of his disciples' eyes but he got a closer look at Peter's eyes because Peter was walking towards him. I can't imagine what John knew. Peter knew who to ask for, and it wasn't anybody in that boat. It wasn't the safety of that boat. It wasn't the safety of the other disciples. He knew who to ask. He didn't try to run back to the boat. We can can criticize him all all we want because bless god he failed what other disciple got to say they walked on the water but when you look at this aspect of it it's very interesting he didn't try to go back into the boat the safety of the boat that all the other men were relying on he wanted the safety of christ Look what it says when he saw the wind boisterous he was afraid and began to sink he cried disciples please save me that's not what he said go to verse number 30 says he cried saying lord save me he knew exactly what to do immediately jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him oh thou little faith therefore didst thou doubt peter knew who to call for we all go through things god wants us to walk through life but sometimes we need to observe before walking that's why God gives us examples in the Bible of what to do and what not to do. When we see Peter up in heaven, we can ask him how it felt to walk on the water. We can't ask John that. We can't ask James that, Andrew that. We can't ask any of the disciples that. Peter got to fill it. And yeah, he failed. He went down, but you know what? He knew who to ask to get bring back up. So my point to you is this. If you can't walk, at least watch and enjoy the blessings of those around you. If he can't walk, at least watch and learn about being blessed. How do you accept that? The, the three Hebrew boys, um, Daniel, David. You, we've got to see that God wants something. And the last one, if you can't walk, at least watch so you will be prepared when it's your time to be blessed. On Friday, I have a um, pacemaker and fibulator put in. There are two people in our church. I ask all the questions to them all the time. I don't walk up and I don't walk up to Daniel and say, hey, how does it feel to have a pacemaker? Because he did not have one. He didn't know how it feels. And I love Daniel, I just, I, I, but I'm not gonna ask him. I'm not gonna ask Brandon. I'm not gonna ask Johnny. I'm not gonna ask Bobby and the list goes on. But the two people that have it, I ask them a lot of questions. I'm probably driving them crazy. I asked Bernard, how do you do this? What what goes on with this? What's what's happening with this? What's, and yeah, the, the doctors tell me, but you know what? It's something about knowing someone has walked through the fire and know how they get through it. I've asked Frances numerous questions, probably driving her crazy also. But I want to say this to you, listen. If you can't walk at the time when you need to, through the whole thing, make sure you at least watch to see the blessings, to enjoy the blessings. To understand and learn from the blessings. And last but not least, so that you will be prepared when it's your time to be blessed. I don't know how God's going to use this in my life, but I'm telling you right now, he's going to. Lord willing, I'll be back in the pulpit by October. I don't know what to expect through this whole thing, but I know a God that does. And when God tells me to walk, I got to walk. And when God tells me to watch, I should watch. Don't sit there and watch your whole life get involved god lets you watch a little bit and then he pushes you off never forget how i learned how to swim i went through classes after classes after classes couldn't get it couldn't get it couldn't get it I always had an excuse you know oh water got in my ears got an ear infection i remember doing that i was like oh man but then yet you know and to this day i'm not a big swimmer i can swim i can do all right with it but it's just not my cup of tea But I'll never forget how I learned. I was on a dock one day with my dad, and I said, I just can't learn how to swim. And he said, well, let me teach you how to do that. And I thought he was going to give me some great insight. He just picked me up and threw me in the water. The water was deep there. And I don't know what he was thinking when he let go. I don't know, because I would know how I would think. But I don't know if he was thinking that way. And I probably drank a couple gallons of that water of that lake that one day. But I got in, and I... And I swam, and I don't know if you would even call it swimming. It was called survival. And so I got up, and I got back in, and I climbed up the thing. And I and I looked at my dad. and I said, "Well, what'd you do that for? That, I, that, that scared I don't know if I can learn how to swim. You know, what he did. He grabbed me, threw me back in again. You know, my mom and dad didn't raise a fool. You know, the next time I went to the deck, doc, I went where he wasn't, and I ran in. I had learned going through this process that don't go back to him because he'll just throw you back in. And you know, after that day, I was mad that day. But after that day, I learned how to swim. I understood that sometimes you got to go through a fire to understand what's on the other side of that fire. I don't know what you're going through this this evening, but I sure do know a God that will walk with you all the way through Am I concerned about my situation? Absolutely, I am. Sometimes it's not good to know too much information. But I can tell you this, that I wanna be able to walk through this. Come what may, God is still in control. And Lord willing, I'll be back in the pulpit in October, and I'm looking forward to what God teaches me along the way. It's just scary knowing that you're gonna go through that fire and you don't know really what to expect. We sure do serve a great God. And I thank you for the friends that I have at Bible Baptist and around the world. I appreciate your prayers, but I wanna encourage you, if you can't walk, at least watch. God has something great for you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for this day. Lord, guide us in ways only you can. Make us understand you have something great for us. May we understand that God, that you love us so much. Sometimes you want to put us through something to make us where we need to be. This is something that I haven't chosen, nor would I. No one would choose this. Lord, you've chosen me to walk through this so people will watch me and see your aspect in my life. May I be a good testimony. May I be a good Christian. May I be the one well done, that good and faithful servant. Lord, we don't know what's right around the corner, but you sure do. And we're so thankful for that. Thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Guide us in ways only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Say faithful to the Lord. Make sure you're here on Wednesday night. Ladies, make sure you come to the ladies' meeting on Thursday. God's been good. My wife will do a great job. I want to encourage you. That's probably her, her best aspect of ministry is teaching. I should never say that, but that's what it is. I want you to make sure you come and enjoy the time with her. And encourage her at this point. I appreciate you being the letters and the prayer requests. But Lord, may, may think about all this thing. May we be someone that encourages other people. I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again on Wednesday. You have a great night. Bye-bye.